Welcome to the Living Intentionally Podcast. My name is Chaim Loeb. In this podcast, you will hear and learn what breeds action. Where living intentionally leads to action. You will acquire knowledge from those who are in the state of action. Yes, I said action a few times. Why? Because this is the only way to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Yuri Foreman is a father, a husband, and a former boxing world champion. I'm looking forward for you to hear his insights, his experience of life, and his story, and to hear how he lives with intention. So thank you so much for um, coming on the Intentionally Living podcast. Appreciate it, Yuri. Nice to meet you. Um, We've definitely never met before, but um, excited, excited to meet you, and thank you for coming on. Um, I want to, you know, ask you, uh, just to kind of give a little like brief kind of summary, a little bit of like what you're up to, um, where you, where you're coming from and, you know, just a little bit of like, if anybody just never kind of, you know, um, heard of you before, I would love to give that to the people and to uh, the listeners. Cool. Thank you. Uh, hi, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Um, it's a, it's a big question right away, you know, like, where are you coming from? You know? Yeah, I start, I start big. I start big. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know where to start. Uh, where I'm coming from? Uh, is it the place where I'm born? Where I'm coming from? Is it like a geographical location? Right. Uh, right. Uh, you're, you're completely right. It's a little bit confusing and not direct. <laughs> it's, not confusing. It's, it's a good question, you know, but it's, but it's loaded. <laughs> it's loaded. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Um, so what am I up to? Where I'm coming from? Um, you know. Well, as as it says on Wikipedia, I born in the Soviet Union. Now it's Belarus. Um, uh, to a, uh, you know Russian parents. <laughs> Um, and uh, started boxing young, um, age seven, and uh, you know just growing up there, and then uh, moving to Israel with my parents right before fall of Soviet Union, and uh, pursuing pursuing boxing, you know. Um, so uh, thirty plus years later. Um, here in Brooklyn, the place to be. Uh, some would say. Some would say. Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a different topic. Yeah. Um, I think it's a place to be. and Good. Uh, Good. I'm glad you're loving where you're living. Yeah, of course. I mean, it'd be hard not to uh, to live somewhere where you not like to be, you know. That would definitely be very hard, but a lot of people do it. (laughs) It's true. But you know what? Uh, Different, probably a different topic, but it's, you know, our minds is is our, could be our uh, prison or you could really free your mind. And instead of concentrating on, concentrating on uh, focusing, I would say. Yeah, we could get there. What I don't like. Yeah. So it's important. It's important to, uh, control your mind you know that's mm-hmm. what the boxing actually is all about and any yeah. sport professional sport so yeah uh i'm 
I'm uh, live in Brooklyn, Crown Heights, closest place to Jerusalem. You know, uh, maybe not ge- geographically speaking. <clears throat> and um, yeah, uh, just turned forty a couple of days ago. Yes, starting new new Big decade. Birthday. Yeah, new decade, and uh, it's weird. You know, maybe um, I don't know. Maybe it's it's everybody turning 40 feel that way, but I, I feel it's going to be the best decade yet, you know? That's exciting. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I wake up every morning uh, looking forward for a day, you know? That's beautiful. That's awesome. What, so, from a young age, um, I was just curious, you said you started boxing at seven. Um, I was wondering, like, did you fall in love with boxing right away? What about boxing did you fall in love with eventually is, you know, yeah. when, when you did. So, so, you know, growing up in Russia, uh, I was watching a lot of American movies, American or not American, Chinese as well, which is, you know, Bruce Lee was right. dominating my um, spectrum of, uh, of action heroes that, that I, you know, it's interesting. We all look as adults. We look for for something to boost our day. You know, so motivations. You know, as the kids as well. We're watching movies. We're watching action heroes. You know, I want to be like this guy. I want to be like that guy. So, and um, yeah, I, I I I always liked. I think just retrospectively thinking, like just. Um, always liked people fight. <laughs> people fight, but but in a way, almost like being an underdog, you know. And the underdog beats the bullies. It's always. I mean, everybody loves that. From young kid to to an old fart, you know. Everybody likes yeah. something like that. You know, it's a weaker uh, beats the stronger. That's why. That's why. <laughs> People don't ever, ever, uh, let's say, those people who have never even opened the book of Psalms or, or you know, Torah, Tanakh, you know, everybody heard David beats the Goliath, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's from the beginning, dramatic, you know, so, yeah, so I was looking at that one day, I remember, 88, I think, yeah, I think 88, I was... I was already started boxing by then, and uh, I've seen Mike Tyson uh, fighting Razor Donovan Ruddock, um, and it was televised in the Soviet Union. You know, I watched it. I was that's it? I want to be Mike Tyson. <laughs> it just, it just, uh, it just gave me so much more uh, passion for boxing. I remember, um, and boxing I love because. Uh, when I was seven, maybe six, I watched Rocky, Rocky three, and I was blown away. It's a, it's a kind of in the same story, you know, Rocky going through, you know, I don't know if you remember Rocky three, you know, he loses, he loses fight to Clubber Lane, you know, and then working, working on uh, his comeback, you know, and, uh, and then facing his demons and facing fear, being afraid, you know, but he overcomes eventually, you know, overcomes this obstacle. 
and uh, <clears throat> and and train to beat the guy who beat him so devastatingly, you know, in three rounds, I think. And uh, so for me, it's it's resonated. I really, as a kid, I was you know blown away with movie Rocky, you know, and uh, and uh, I and I was already doing boxing because just for one reason, uh, I was bullied um, a couple of times in a swimming pool. And my mom just took me to boxing gym after that. Just, you know, uh, I have a better chance to defend myself with uh, at least boxing skills than, uh, you know, I don't know what the... How, and swimming skills. And swimming skills. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, yeah, you fight in a pool, uh, fighting, you know, you can swim away on the river, you know. It's true. Um, Hopefully not doing too much fighting on the... Yeah. Pool. So for me, it's, you know, it resonated. And I think resonates even today. Like, uh, that's why people love Rocky movies. It's about underdog. It's about personal, personal obstacles that we're mm-hmm. dealing day to day with, with our lives, personal lives, relationship, works, and, uh, and it's a scary world, you know, that we're living in. And uh, we're looking for inspirations in in in, uh, in spirituality to kind of give ourselves a center. But even after that, even you are a yogi master and and uh, and acquire all the knowledges of the world, you still have to have guts, you know, to step out. You know, um, you always been, uh, always been. I'm sorry to interrupt. I've always been into. Uh, you know, it's great. You know, you are honing your mind for spirituality. You know, a great deal, let's say, of Tanakh, Bible, or Torah, or whatever. Um, you're a philosopher, you know. But it's, you study books. You're a man of a book, you know. But at some point, you have to step out to the world when there's I mean, no book, you know. And uh, it's like, I'll give you, a, for example, example. you're learning boxing on, uh, on the book. There's a lot of manuals a book boxing manuals, you know, how to throw a perfect hook, uppercut, or this. In the end of the day, you still have to step out, go to the gym, and there's a live person who is way more sophisticated than any book. And you have to deal with that person. Same thing in life, I think, you know. Yes, that's for sure. Do you feel like, you know, coming from where you came from, and then, you know, in, in a way, um, do you feel like you've been an underdog and you get you get that that push from there like you kind of have that chip or you, you like resonate with that and it keeps you going like it seems like that's come up a lot in what you were just saying and so like that's been with you i think being an underdog underdog you can be a really an underdog um let's say um a weaker i would say not weaker i would say um <clears throat> a smaller person versus a big person, you know, right away analytically from outside, you will say is an underdog, you know, is a smaller, a lighter. Um, but there's, uh, I think also is way more, I, I think, uh, profound is, is, uh, I would say, um, I would say mental underdog, you know, like being mentally underdog. That's, that's something, if you consider yourself mentally underdog, it might have a lot of bad factors, but you know, you might really believe in it and then good luck su- succeeding anything you want, or you can control that, you know, controlling that in, in terms, for example, I'll give you an example. 
I sparring, I, I go to the gym, I spar with, now it's interesting to like, uh, some guys half my age, you know, uh, half it's my It's crazy, age, eh? You know, like, yeah, half <laughs> my age. Uh, and when I spar, I, it's, I know they, you know, just by virtue of, of, of uh, experience, I'm a huge favorite, you know. And I know I'm a favorite because I can beat them up in a couple of rounds anyway, you know. But I like to think of me, of myself, always, I'm an underdog. You know, I'm an underdog because it's giving me a boost. It's giving me a reason. Like that chip on your shoulder. Like push, you know, it's important to have this chip on the shoulder. You know? I was it's watching. You got to control it as well. Yeah, I was watching The Last Dance with uh, Michael Jordan. I don't know if you watched it. And they mentioned that he always found something to mentally push him, to make it like a personal thing. Um, And what you're speaking of now is like kind of that aspect of like finding that mental underdogness. I don't even know if that's a word, but finding that place where it can push you mentally to um, work harder. Is that what you're speaking of? Yes, yes, and uh, awesome. it gives you the motivation, you know, the hunger. Yeah. The hunger, hunger yeah. it, it's something, you can never lose hunger. You know, hunger is your best, I would say, ally. It's your motivation. Yeah. You can call it hunger, you can call it passion, you can call it, it's the same thing. Different, different uh, names for the same thing, you know. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. seems like um, spirituality plays a huge part not only, let's say, the religion, but also just the way you think, the way you talk, uh, it's very deep. I was wondering if it was always like that or developed or how's that, how that plays a role in, in, in how you fight or how you go about yeah. preparing for a fight. I mean, it seems like you're a pretty deep person. Well, I already, by age of three, I already knew a whole Talmud, you know. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, this doesn't go with that. <laughs> No, um, no, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, never really think about that uh, ever uh, since you brought it. I'm like, I don't know. You know what? <clears throat> One thing is, I always thought that uh, with age, you acquire some kind of, a, maybe a, become a little bit more wise. You know, um, that's what I thought. But uh, I had I knew I knew like encounters with the older people, and they behave like kids, you know, in in some way, like kids and and uh, very uh, I don't know, I don't want to say anything negative, but uh, I think it's really we writing as a sages saying, you know, we writing our own uh, uh, scroll of Torah, for example, you know, we are our own book. You have this. You know, it's it's built almost. Like, it sounds like more like a cliche, like a beautiful thing. Oh, you have you just a open book, like your empty book. You're just gonna write your own story. But it's kind of a, in a way, you know, all the experiences that you learn, negative or positive. It's it's uh, it's it's builds you up. It's a kind of a resistance. You cannot build a muscle. You cannot have a big biceps without resistance. That's how we are made, you know. Trouble, the, 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 I would say, difficulties in life, it's the same thing as the resistance, you know. 
um, you know, uh, let's say uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know. Before we hear more from our guests about that, I'd like to share a quick message. If what you're listening to is enjoyable, please give a follow, a share, a review. Be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Now back to the show. Seven times Mr. Olympia, you know. You know, he this and very successful person, individual, you know. He is, and a lot of critics, a lot of fans, way more fans than critics. But the critics, you know, when you listen to critics, is it's a person is which is, they don't know nothing. A critic doesn't know uh, a subject, you understand? Not the whole, uh, not the whole. Uh, don't have the full context. Yeah, the whole full context, you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he worked like uh, an animal in the gym, outside the gym. Everything he was doing is towards his goals. He had this hunger. Michael Jordan that you just mentioned, I, be, I believe it's a Syrian Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the same thing. When I heard when I was a kid, no, not the kid, a teenager, you know, like I remember when they were saying, his teammates were saying that he was, they're coming to the, to the arena or the gym. He was there already before them. They left, he was still there, you know. This is what it is. And same thing with the Torah scholars, you know, who is, same thing, they, they are keep pounding and pounding and pounding their mind against, uh, not the gains against, but, you know, with the, the, the books and et cetera, you know. So I think the, the resistance that we encounter, the experiences in life are, uh, are the one that's shaping us and who we are. And it's very important because, look, we all remember good things that happened to us, you know, and, uh, but we, anytime we need to quetch something, we're going to bring the bad things, you know, but in the end, you know, it's, I never really thought about it, but, you know, recently I realized that this is really good. As long as you can take something that's negative and turn it into positive and realize the kind of, a, not beauty, I would say a uh, kind of a, positivity that it actually brought you in the long run you become a little bit more appreciative i think you know yeah i mean mindset and a mental i mean especially i bet in while someone's training while someone's in the ring i mean it probably plays a huge part for someone to let's say if they're they feel like they're maybe down a round or two or they're having a bad day training i mean someone that's training for a boxing match you got to push very hard to train for that. So I bet that mental game um, and having a mindset of turning things around plays a huge part and played a huge part and will play a huge part in, in your world, right? Yeah, absolutely. And when, when you train, you push yourself. Uh, but once you're becoming an athlete, you know, when you're an athlete, you also have to be very smart. It's very technical, but it's, you have to be very uh, in tune with your body, you know? in tune with your body, um, in tune with when you need rest, because it's very important uh, to rest as well. Uh, you don't want to really destroy your body, you know, because most people don't know, but when you exercise, when you work, you're really uh, damaging your muscles. You, know? and you feel soreness. You know? Soreness is when your muscles are damaged. They need recovery right now. You know? So it's very important 
to uh, to uh, being on top of that. You know. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask. Uh, you know, that we just jumped into the topic a little bit, so we'll, we'll we'll jump into that. I wanted to ask about your recovery, your sleep, just for people to learn from a elite athlete, like how how important that is, because you know I deal with you know clients regarding helping them get into, you know, physical shape, healthy and live a healthy lifestyle. Um, and they, nine times out of 10, they have no clue that sleep plays a huge part. Like I tell them, okay, we're going to try to get X amount of sleep. You know, you've been getting this amount of sleep. It just doesn't work. Um, and they're like, wow, what a big difference. So I was wondering like in your world and, and how you live and how you, how your routine is, um, how does sleep play a part in how much do you sleep or especially when you're training and you're training for a fight or just, you know, in general, I'd love to hear. It's, it's a good question. Uh, most people don't sleep enough thanks to these little devices, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever they have, uh, because the screen is uh, in everybody's face. Uh, yes. mine. Um, but um, it's a good, good, actually good topic because we also, um, dealing with the pandemic you know uh pandemic and uh, besides covid-19 there's a lot of other other um things that man that can kind of knock you out so to speak uh, flu for example as well you know one thing is and it's proven and it's scientifically proven that three things that really boosting your immune system and uh, people who really taking immune system for granted, uh, they need a little bit more education in that area. Um, immune system is, you know, if you just Wikipedia, it's, it's your first line of defense against little uh, infections and uh, sicknesses. Um, so three things that really boosting your immune system is a balance, a good, healthy diet, which is unfortunately a lot of people don't have it, you know. Uh, even the athlete who have a very clean diet, sometimes he needs, sometimes I would say not that he want, he needs a cheat day, you know. Sometimes get a little bit of, uh, maybe, I don't know, apple pie, whatever, everybody's cheat, I don't know. And uh, But in today's world, it's Monday to, from Monday to Sunday, from Sunday to Sunday, it's a cheat, cheat day every single day, you know. So nutritious, so number one is, number one, I don't know, you counting from pinky or from the... From <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want. You remember, you remember the glorious bastard, there's like three. <laughs> you remember you got caught? <laughs> I remember watching glorious bastards, but... I just it's remember the, them like with the with the bat. three drinks or whatever three beer. I don't know. I don't remember what kind of drink you're on. Like three, and they got caught. He's like, okay, it's a spy. It's English because three is uh, starting like this way. Three. I'll count from pinky. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So um, nutritious balance, uh, even exercising, not crazy exercise, but like you know low grade exercising, boosting your immune system, and number three, sleep, rest. If sleep would not be uh, so important, people would be already, after thousands of years of human existence, people would be stopped doing that, you know. They'd be like, okay, I don't need sleep. It's a waste of time, you know. But that's your recovery. There's no pill, no better pill, no better any kind of a powder drink 
uh, that will give you this recovery. You know, there's nothing better. It still works the best. The best recovery you ever get. It's eight hours at least of sleep. You exercise. You have a busy life. Eight hours. I don't care. You need um, a little bit uh, chill time. You know, get a chill time. Half an hour, an hour. If it's getting late and you have to wake up early in the morning, if you have kids, you know, they wake up early. Eight hours. You know, eight hours. That's that's how I. I sleep uh, at least trying sometimes it's seven thirty, seven, seven and a half, you know, but right. you know. as a father, I mean, I deal with, you know, as clients or just people that I, I, I interact with their fathers as well. I'm not yet. So I love learning from because God willing, um, will be, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge in a way, but as a father, I bet that's, that's really difficult to, to, to do because your kids go to sleep. You want to have some of that downtime, maybe with your wife, maybe with a friend, um, and you want to just kind of unwind like you're talking about. Probably takes a lot of discipline to say, no, I got to go to sleep. I need that. Yeah. You um, you have to bring a little bit, uh, you have to be firm. <laughs> Stay yeah. sleep and be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. And nutrition, um, you mentioned that's like the number one. So number one was nutrition. Number two was um, physical fitness. Think, yeah. Does, doesn't have to be, you know, intense and the number three was sleep recovery um can you share a little bit about your nutrition on how you go about that i know that people would be really curious about that except yeah. so um, i've been a vegetarian for uh five years before i met my wife shoshana and uh and she was so when we got together she was already a i say experienced vegan she had a vegan nutrition, not just vegan, she, like whole lifestyle is vegan, you know. Um, I thought that uh, being vegan is just what you're putting in your mouth. But apparently, whatever you put on your shoes, your feet, your shoes, your clothing. So it took me some adjustments. For example, uh, buying the new gloves. <laughs> it was very <laughs> difficult to find something that is... Um, that is not made out of leather, you know? Um, wow. So luckily, luckily, the best gloves, uh, I would say in my mind, that are the one that I've been using for over a decade, uh, winning gloves, uh, they was actually making them, uh, I say fake leather, fake leather, whatever, the, the synthetic leather. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was good. But um, being, my nutrition right now is all vegan, you know? Um, no dairy, no animal products and uh it's very uh you know if 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 you're an athlete and if you've been not an athlete but you want to see results it's not just enough to exercise and keep your old habits in terms of eating habits um uh, still present you know you have to change uh, everything you have to change your not just the way you train, more or less, but it's also a diet. Losing weight, for example, it's both. It's exercising and clean nutrition. It's very hard to exercise and uh, and keep your. Uh, a lot of people have a shitty, shitty, shitty diet. You know. And, yeah, I like uh, to say it's very hard to out train a bad diet. Yeah, but I've had a lot of people say that. 
<laughs> my Siri trying to interrupt. <laughs> Did you say hey Siri? <laughs> <laughs> these these electronics these days. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like the next thing after this, I'm gonna have all the ads on my on my social media podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sleep nutrition. All yeah, these apps. Nutrition, eight yeah. hours. Time to go to sleep, Yuri. <laughs> yeah, they have everything. Yeah, so that's really important. I think that's good to hear from from you. And um, yeah, it's just it's pretty. The education on these things is pretty low. Um, and when I do, when I speak with people, sometimes they say like, "Oh yeah, I've heard that." Um, but have they ever tried it or ever like really believed it? It's, it's pretty wild. I want to jump back into um, more of the mindset type um, things for some, some, uh, a few minutes now. Um, so I read a post uh, that you, that you um, posted a bit ago, and it was about learning from uh, your coach um, and your desire to passing that knowledge along to your kids. I'm curious what you feel is something specific um, that like your coach has taught you um, that you would want to be instilled with your kids. Yeah. So um, I've got very lucky with my coach, uh, Joe Greer. He just turned mm -hmm. 70, um, just turned 70. Uh, yeah. Like half a year ago, a little bit more. And uh, and uh, I cannot say enough um, how uh, how of a profound person he is. Um, we speak, I speak with him on a weekly basis, just checking up on him. How is he doing? He's turned 70 years old, so he's a little high risk for him. So he, mm -hmm. he's saying he's, he keeps social distancing. Um, and uh, he's training routines i we have the same routines pretty much ever since i started training with him uh, start training with him 2003 or 2004 so i've been it's been a while since we've been training together and um uh it, it's 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 a kind of you know like the, your previous uh, question about like how you become like you know how did you end up wise or like he's my role model um, and he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he lives in uh, Patterson, New Jersey and uh, um, is, uh, um, is a black American, um, amazing person. But uh, he, he had uh, more than, I think, 36, 37 years as a uh, sheriff in uh, Patterson, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Rough, rough neighborhood, you know. Um, and how much he passing on you, uh, he, you know, like I've been always thinking there's a few levels of being a trainer, you know, a trainer who can show you, for example, a trainer who show you basics of boxing, you know, and so, it, it, you know, basic how to keep your hands, how to properly punch. That's one, you know, and I said like the highest level of uh, training is bringing this, fire in you this it gives you purpose you know sometimes you're always looking for the purpose and it gives you purpose every single time in the training like it's fascinating like as soon as you come to the gym i remember my intensity rises by 50 percent. you know um i remember uh i remember uh, i would say something that 
a lot of people can probably uh, relate to. Um, he said to me something when I was hitting the bag and I'm getting tired and I'm pushing myself and pushing. And he's just saying, you know, he's staying you know, a couple of feet away from the heavy bag. And he keeps saying those words, you know, like something like when you're punching, when you're getting tired and almost like going inside of you and, and trying to do this, it gives you a real, like um, a heart massage. You know, I'm speaking, my wife is a doctor, so I know there's a, a true thing, a last resort <laughs> when person's heart is uh, not working. News, that's news <laughs> to me. Massage it, you know, so he's really going into your heart and massaging it and stimulating it. And remember, he was saying that it's it's you really. It's you versus you. You know, it's uh, the biggest enemy you will ever fight. It's you. That's this enemy this 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 opponent so to speak that inside of, side of you is you and this you knows all the weaknesses about you and you're gonna and you're gonna uh, you're gonna use those weaknesses against you you know and uh, that's where you have to uh, that's where you have to work on those weaknesses and that's where you have to push yourself even harder you know so not to give the chances of any kind of weaknesses, you know, to the person. And that for me, that was profound. For me, that something gives me motivation, you know. Um, and that, and that's, that's, that's something that I would like to pass because anytime I trained with him, I, besides getting uh, uh, great workout, great, uh, not workout, training, session you know uh i think workout and jogging it's the same as it's not the same as training and running <laughs> no so, so people sometimes ask me how many how many miles you jog i was like i'm not jogging i'm not jogging i'm running <laughs> and uh um yeah so i would like for me it's an opportunity i, I learned you know, even you read Psalms when the King David says, I learned from every teacher, you know, you're acquiring those knowledges because every individual, you, you might go outside to buy, I don't know, a gallon of, uh, of almond milk, you know, uh, you will have to go a little bit further to buy almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gallon of milk. Um, you might encounter a guy behind the behind the counter, you know, it might, it might be sitting there too, for 30 years, but he, he, he might have something that, that no one else will have, you know, uh, and it might be a, a, something like a sentence, something that will, will stay with you, you know, if you let it. So, so I, I think for my own kids, for, for, you know, people I will work in the future, I'll, uh, I think, I'm acquiring a great deal from my coach um, regarding this um, life. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I remember I was like in, I think, uh, freshman in high school, ninth grade, and you had a fight in uh, Yankee Stadium. Remember back then? Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. And I, was, and I remember at that point, people were talking about it. We talking about mostly Shabbos. People were going, people were this, people, you know, it was, it was talk. It was, it was definitely talk. Um, I'm curious, you know, what that experience was like and uh, how it differed, if any, from 
other fights you've had? The experience uh, in Yankee Stadium or, or observing Shabbos? And... So that, the whole aura around it, meaning Shabbos and then Friday Stadium Saturday night and I guess, you know, yeah. the fight being in New York. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, the whole experience around it. Yeah. So it was, um, I think it was a great experience. Um, also... Uh, it was a cool, uh, you know, you're observing Shabbos, you know, and uh, Shabbat was ending late. It was summer um, and you have to be in the stadium much earlier, you know, but, you know, the promoters and all the, and all the organizers, they knew the, that some, there's a, some restrictions of love uh, of Shabbos laws, you know. Luckily, you know, luckily a lot of organizers are Jews, you know, so they understand. They don't have to respect it, but like, ah, give all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, uh, it was fun actually. After the Shabbos end, and uh, you have the police escort to the to you know beat the traffic beat the traffic to the stadium, which is very cool. Um, but the whole, you know what, uh, one thing, one thing though, um, that kind of, before every fight, when I started already observing Shabbat to the fullest, 2006, 2007, um, one thing is, I remember before the fights, because some fights were in, let's say, Friday night, um, before I started observing, sometimes in the early of my career, I was fighting on, on, on Fridays. I didn't have no problem with that. Um, but uh, once you turn, once you start observing, and uh, one thing I was missing though uh, is when there is you, you have a scheduled fight, and uh, and you are uh, let's say a week before the fight. So I'm like, okay, I have seven more days. So you're going to sleep, you're going to sleep, and you always feel this like tomorrow's going to be six days, then it's going to be five days. You know, you feel this little excitement, a little bit of butterflies. You know, it was very, uh, very uh, kind of a comfortable, uncomfortable feeling. And, uh, and like a day before, you know, like tomorrow you say like, you're going to sleep, you're like, oh my goodness, tomorrow I'm fighting, you know? And uh, it was interesting, um, something that I was always missing is, uh, let's say on Friday, Friday I have a, you know, Friday, day of rest, I did my weight, weight in, I'm going to a hotel room, I'm going to eat as much as I can, you know, mm -hmm. uh, um, and uh, I, could, I could cheat a little bit with my diet, <laughs> uh, but very often you need this little, uh, you need this to take your attention away, you know, like uh, to listen to music or to listen, uh, to watch a movie, you know, and on Shabbos, you know, you stuck with yourself, you know, so often, you know, often you're like, you know, your trainer stays next room. So you go and schmooze with him, you know, schmooze with my team, you know, just to kind of kill time, you know, not to think, so to speak, because you might be, everybody dealing with the, with the pressure differently, you know, for me personally, 
I like to smooth. I, I like not to think about it so much. You know, I know I'm fighting in 24 hours, but I don't want to think 24 hours that I'm going to be fighting in 24 hours. Otherwise, I'm going to get burned. You know, <laughs> you want to go to the fight uh, knowing that I'm ready. You know, and not have not have this overplaying record in your mind that what's going to be, how I'm going to be, like, it's, it's exhausting, you know? Yeah. Overthinking. Yeah. So yeah, I need the Shabbos TV. <laughs> yeah. So often I used to go to my coach room and there was like, he plays his own TV there, you know, at a hotel. So once in a while I sneak in, uh, kind of, we talk, we schmooze, watch some CNN. <laughs> <laughs> Probably worse, worse than anything else. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, fighting in the arena was was great. You know, um, going in the biggest, biggest venue that I ever fought um, uh, to see so many people uh, to see to see that how many people don't like Jews, <laughs> um, and uh, at the same time. To see that uh, the whole ringside was very Jewish, you know, the expensive tickets <laughs> was bought by the Jews. I bet. Uh, yeah, they came running right after Shabbos. Yeah. They yeah listen, they're probably following. They have, they're pro- like, in a, in a way, like, we, we might not have a numbers, you know, but we will have right. a big quality tickets. <laughs> quality. Yeah. They, followed, they followed the police, you know, escort. They were, like, about right behind. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a friend. I had a I had a friend who's uh, who was uh, who had a ticket and I had the ticket like all the way up there, you know, surrounded by Puerto Ricans fans, and uh, he thought that I'm not gonna get out of here alive. <laughs> but once uh, I popped my knee and I was still continue fighting, I think everybody kind of respect me, and uh, and and. Uh, they let him be. <laughs> yeah. He left the stadium nicely with a tap on the shoulders. I'm, I'm curious about that because, you know, usually when we're when someone's training, um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, if you're training for something uh, leading up, um, if you hurt yourself, you'll probably take some time off. Um, you know, you want to train in a, you know as, as close to 100% as possible. Um, if there's a real injury, you're, you're not really going to fight through that because that's just going to injure more. That's going to, you know, be detrimental. Um, so when that happens mid-fight, you fight through that, right? It's not something I guess you're used to, right? Um, so I was wondering, like, what that mindset was like. Where were you in your head? Where was where were you in your heart? What was going on? So as you mentioned about the training preparation. You picking, uh, you picking. I would say, you never picking in your training. You know, you want to keep picking. You want to have this peak of your performance in the day of right. the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when the fighters get overtrained or athletes becomes overtrained, if it's not a boxer, you know, it's mean that he might left all his um, physical potential in the gym or mm-hmm. whatever, an arena, whatever he trains. Um, it's important. It's a very science. It's 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 about reading yourself. It's really feeling how's your body reacting. You get a little tired, 
in the gym. You need a little rest, you know. You don't want to overtrain. Once you overtrain, it's a very dangerous thing, you know. You cannot, sure. your body just not recuperates. It's mean that if you fight for three minutes and you have 60 second break and you overtrain, so let's say your heart, heart rate goes to 180, 190, for this 60 seconds, you at least want it below 120, you know. So at least you start a new round with fresher, you know, much fresher. But once you're overtrained, you know, after 60 seconds from 190, it might get to 140, you know, and let's go spiking again and then spiking to 150 and you just become exhausted. And uh, Yes. Yeah. And also being an athlete, you know, uh, injuries, it's something – it's part of your life, you know. <laughs> you're learning to live, actually, you learn to live with the pain. You just don't quench. That's it, you know. When I spar, for example, there's a lot of things. Um, sparring partner might hit you low, you know. Uh, low, I mean uh, low blow, you know. Actually, you know, it might give, give you a little bit of elbow, you know, sometimes unintentionally, you know. Of course, if it's intentionally, then, you know, all right, <laughs> you know, and you understand it's it's unintentionally. You know, with me personally, I never I, I don't complain. If I can bear a little bit of pain, I'm telling myself because in the fight, it's my happen. You know, it's my happen in the fight, and the referee not going to see. It, so it's no point of complaining. You know, right. um, you kind of learn. You kind of learn to kind of. You just deal with certain things. Absolutely. You have to learn to, to control your mind and not concentrate on specific part of your body that it's right now being bruised a little bit more than usual. You know, Somebody would heal me in the law. I'm not paying attention. You know, I'm not paying attention, but uh, I'll let him know very soon that he did uh, something that it's not like sportsmanship. You know? So it's important not to... Yeah, you block yourself. You know? Also... In speaking, the Yankee Stadium fight, when I popped my knee, I did not know. Uh, I did not injure myself in the training. It was my old injury. I was fighting in a lot of fights with the knee brace, you know. And, um, and uh, you know, I did not know, for example, in the 60-second break that I tore my ACL, you know. Of course, if you they would give me like, an, uh, like you just turn your ACL – psychologically it might just kind of give me a little bit more um weakness you know but i didn't know you know i didn't know any kind of a, a scientific cause for my injury i just was like okay i just popped my head maybe it just came out out of the socket and went back so i'm gonna limp in and hopefully it's gonna shake it up and you know? i'm gonna try keep winning you know i was hoping that you know, I get lucky. I'll land one shot when Miguel Cotto doesn't see, and I get lucky, you know. But, you know, that's that's a just uh, a hope. We're not relying. As Jewish people in general, we're not relying on hope, you know, on miracles. We're hoping. I mean, not, I'm sorry. We're, relying, we're not relying on miracles. We keep hoping, you know, but it's – what I was hoping, it's more of like a miracle. <laughs> so in and, and, and this kind of a level of boxing, you need two knees to win against someone who is like Miguel Cotto. You know? Yes. You gotta have you gotta have that foundation set for the big punch. <laughs> yeah. What what uh, are we going to um see you in the ring ever again? Of course. Training my uh, 
how do you say training my part of not Jewish, the, yeah my yeah training myself very hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah i train i train daily um um it's uh also you know i think you know it sounds like a joke uh, george foreman won his uh, second world title at age 45 you know so technically speaking i still have five more years <laughs> a nice amount of time yeah but you know what um also george foreman is very interesting he was a priest for example um and it's very uh you if you listen to him when he speaks his interviews he's very uh very sophisticated human being he's very enlightened and Just a lot like of you. yeah he's very he's very he's very like i never had the chance to meet him um the ever the closest i ever got to him is is one of his sons i uh had to be like befriend him with like friends facebook friends i don't know what you call what kind of friendship it is but uh yeah so um he's very very like profound person and uh uh but he had clearly supported his family and uh in his in his uh endeavor in the ring you know past his according to many critics past his prime you know um and i have same thing my my wife shoshana shoshana foreman is a tremendous tremendous partner in life you know she's my biggest supporter and sometimes she's my sparring partner you know so that's what we need <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah and uh, i'm not awesome. talking about like i'm not talking about the taking out the garbage and time uh, but uh, great support you know and yeah, awesome. every woman and every man need a partner that supports supports their their aspirations so that's i'm going to awesome. be definitely i'm going to be definitely I'm, I'll be back in the ring. I don't know when because of this, 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 uh, a Corona, COVID-19, the flu. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's holding everything back in this world. Yeah. I was, I was, I, I'm, I was surpri- I'm surprised we're taking this interview without a mask. <laughs> I hear that. I was, I was curious, um, you know, you push yourself physically very, very, very hard. Um, and I was wondering what your thoughts are in terms of being a father, being a husband, being a, you know, someone in the society, a human, how you feel pushing yourself physically helps you, um, builds you. So with you know what it's interesting because um in today's world when we concentrating on physical development like building a muscles for example um whenever whenever it's not in the same part of like mind and body usually not in the same sentence you know i'm training myself building my body you know when i have my six pack or anything like because realistically speaking um mine is not separate from your physique it's part of it so with a lot of people that are athletes with myself for example when i train myself when i push myself 
to the limits, my physical limits. In the end, my physical limits is not my physical limits, it's my mental limits, you know. So when you train yourself, you're really also training your 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 endurance but it's endurance not i'm talking about endurance of recovery of your heart pumping enough oxygen for the all the distant muscles that you're working on it's 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 a mental endurance you know mental endurance that's something makes you tougher you know you cannot many people have to understand like human body hashem made amazing human body human body with amazing brain you know and uh, this brain, if you constantly, constantly, when you, for example, when you start learning playing guitar, you know, uh, you know, you trying to D chord or E chord, whatever the chords are. In the beginning, your finger is like, ow, ah, it hurts, you know. But over time, you develop callousness, you know, and you're not gonna feel ever, you know. Same thing. You know, sometimes I train uh, people, you know, doing, you know, certain exercises. So they get tired in the beginning, at least they start quetching, you know, you know, they start doing like, and I know it's not their body, it's their mind, you know, their mind is still, I would say, weaker than it should be, you know, and I'm going to use plain words, weak, you know, and that's where you have to, straight up. you have to, yeah, you sign for something, for example, you sign for something like training boxing. Uh, we're not going to, I'm not going to bring my, uh, uh, not mine. I'm going to bring my, uh, theirs, uh, a nose powder, you know, between like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're sweating a little bit. You know, you are training yourself. You're pushing yourself, but you also bring you training your mind. You know, you're becoming a tougher person. You know, that's why, for example, soldiers, uh, going, let's say, uh, uh, before going to army, they're going through a vigorous training. Because why vigorous training of physical? Well, I have to learn how to shoot. I have to learn how to, you know, like throw a grenade or some kind of a tactics, which is also part of it. Why do I have to push myself through crazy? Like Navy SEALs, for example. Like, I don't know. They're pushing us five weeks of, of no sleep. And like, it's mental buildup. Because in the end, your mental, that's what you're going to, you survive. You survive with this mental, mental might, you know. That's what you're acquiring. And the mind is a muscle. Yeah, go ahead. The mind is a muscle and we need to build yeah. that as well. Even, even, yeah, it becomes a muscle. Mind is technically not a muscle though. Well, yeah, <laughs> you could build it like a muscle. Yeah, but it could, be, it could be one of your engines that will keep pushing you, you know. We, for example, human mind cannot push... Uh, there's always a limit to everything, you know. Uh, me personally, for example, I push myself in the gym because I know if I'm not pushing myself, uh, I know my mind going to play tricks with me because my coach told me, your mind knows your weaknesses. You know, if you don't push mm-hmm. yourself to a, to a point of exhaustion, to the point of, for example, when I'm punching to exhaustion, I'm low on uh, oxygen. I have like double vision very often, you know trying to catch this extra ounce of the air, you know. But I know after this that I'm ready for 12-round fight. So how does, how does that just bring it back to the original question? Because obviously you said a lot of good there, but I want to bring it back to, to that, that topic of physical, um, pushing yourself physically. 
to build you, if it does, and tell me not, as a husband, father, just a person. Yeah, so, so that's already a little bit not as physical exercising. But, um, you know, being, being a parent, being a, a husband, you know, it, it's, a, it's a different type of work. You know, it's, a, it's, it's more of not about you. You know, it's it's have to be a good, to be a good chunk of you. Is it and and in, in it, you don't want to sacrifice all everything for, because nobody wins. You're not win. They're not win. If you just give everything, 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 it's have to be a healthy boundaries. Healthy. You have to have your personal. For example, you need your time for. You know, Chaim, you need your time to be you, you know. Um, and then you have to be a father. Then you have to be a husband. You know? and, uh, and then you have to be a, I don't know, if you're playing video games, you know, that's time for you. <laughs> not, not, not much of that on, on my side, but um, do you, so, so are, you, are you saying that um, you're, you're like physically training doesn't, doesn't really help um, you personally? With being uh, a father or husband or, or thing, physical, it way, physical training, physical training helps you in every aspect of your life. You know, just starting with being healthy, uh, being healthy, uh, uh, feeling better about yourself, having confidence in yourself, being actually strong. For example, you have a kid, let's say four or five years old, six years old, you know, and he asks you to chase you. He doesn't look at you, you're like 40 or 50 or 55. He's four years old. He wants to be chased, you know. And if you are 55 and you are uh, physical condition, if you don't have, of course, pre any kind of a previous conditions, like, you know, uh, but if you're just weak, you never trained in your life, you never did any kind of exercise, uh, and only your only exercise is going to shul with the with the cedar and the tefillin bag, then yeah, good luck. You know, good luck. I see it very often and uh, and um, in the playground. You know, like my kids, yeah. I can't to chase them. My oldest is almost ten, then is seven, and then is four. You know, three kids, and they ask me to chase them at the same time. <laughs> you know, and I have to. I have to go through these little tubes and climb and this and that, you know, while all the fathers are, you know, sitting and uh, sitting and, uh, and then their kids, and that's when I'm getting a little bit embarrassed, their kids start asking me, can I chase them as well? You know? So in the end of the <laughs> procedure, I'm chasing all the kids and the father's reading their, uh, you know, nothing yeah. against them. But I and you got a great and you yeah. got a great cardio session. Yeah, so I'm having a great cardio session, and it feels good actually that I can chase a ten, almost a yeah. ten year old very easily still, and uh, and uh, you know it, it it's it tells me also people don't realize when they coming from I don't know they they got in their hamster wheel for example living in a hamster wheel and I'm not talking about nine to six job, you know, I'm talking about just in your, in your routines, you wake up, you go to them, you eat your sluggish food that make you sluggish. 
uh, and then you are going constantly then oh, I have to watch my kids now or like I have to take them to outside I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired let me sit down on That's the bench while they're on there you know and there's things like people don't realize as soon as you do a little bit of exercising 30 minutes it gives you extra boost of energy it's almost like a new battery it gives you this like holy moly like it's better than coffee you know and they come into the to the to a playground with a cup mug of coffee you know like yeah. you're energy. talking my language you know a lot of my clients they drink five coffees a day they um it's 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 i think it comes down to the education of years and years of of the non movement of, of non educating them from the start i think you know that's something that i'm trying to overcome uh and and, and teach people and and things like that. it's really it's exciting for me because there's a lot of room to grow in that area in our culture absolutely you actually in the best country in the world a civilized country that have so so the worst habits of food habits of food and also the worst food probably you know considering all this glyphosate and all that bs yes. that they put in the food and all the sicknesses and and uh, where doctors instead of let's say uh, uh addressing the real issue of your recurring back pain for example and instead of giving you instead of giving you good advice how to cure back pain they give you or prescribe you a pill muscle relaxant you know yes and go like because it's a customer you're going to be a customer today the patients are customers you know but returning to the to the nutrition topic what i wanted to say um <clears throat> i'm surprised in 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 schools today you know kids going to school you know they don't give any kind of a life life experiences like not not life experiences i would say life um life uh, what's it called uh when you learn uh, learn Lesson? how to store, for example the skills life skills skills like like the kids should be introduced of a clean diet a good diet what's good for you what's bad for you you know mm-hmm. maybe the schools would feel bad a little bit or maybe a little bit they would feel uh high uh how you say hypocrite when they receiving the really shitty uh lunch schools you know and talking about a clean diet <laughs> that's why or for example for example oh you have a hole in your in your socks you know like how about bringing next year with uh, next next day we bring the uh, thread and the needle and we're going to learn how the technique how to sew your needle but anyway that's from Soviet Union that's when I learned when I was five years old how to uh, stitch the holes but in Soviet Union, we don't throw shit or shit in the garbage, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, there's some, there's things you have you have you have socks and holes and you throw them out, you know. <laughs> there's things that um, there's things that we can learn from the Soviet Union, with things that we could we could keep there, and things that they yeah. can they can learn from us. That's awesome, <laughs> Yuri. Thank you so much uh, for talking with me, having this conversation, sharing, teaching. Um, you have a lot to give, and I appreciate you sharing. I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot, and I think that we can talk for another five hours. There's so much. Hopefully, we can do this again. Um, there's so much more that we can talk about. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully, thank you, thank uh, you for having me uh, on your on your show, um, and uh, thank you for giving me opportunity. And uh, I already ran out of coffee, so I would be 
So oh, we're done. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank All you right, so much. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Living Intentionally podcast. Again, if you enjoyed, leave us a follow, give a share to a friend, and as well, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I also have a group on Facebook for Jewish men. It goes by Fit Yid Academy Health and Fitness Community. As well, you can follow me on Instagram at the Fit Yid. On Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Chaim Loeb, C-H-A-I-M-L-O-E-B. I'm looking forward to talking with you, interacting, and getting to know you. Please reach out. I would love to talk to you. Have a great rest of your day.